I, might, I didn't get good contact with my hands there. Let's do that again. One, two, three. There we go. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to You Meet in a Tavern Presents Void, episode 12. Who's got me for the recap? I handled it last time, and I feel like we uh, it hasn't been that long since we've recorded, so somebody should be able to step up and do that for us. I'll take it. Uh, we were in the midst of battle with MPs um, who had just come into the large room at the basement of the power plant where there were all these conduits and, and bobbles with different electric type Pokemon. Um, we attempted to fight the MPs and then more started coming down the elevator and down the tunnel. Uh, and we ended up trying to flee back towards the computer room as best we can, dodging bullets. Um, Jimmy got hit like three different times. Really a series of terrible, terrible rolls. Uh, so June ended up dragging Jimmy backwards as um, Mortimer kind of hid behind his nose pass that was acting like a like a rock shield for him. And we get back there, and as soon as we kind of approach this back computer platform, uh, the walls burst open, and all of Team Void's ground, I guess ground unit, comes rushing in. Diglets, Drillbers, all sorts of ground-type Pokemon, they rush in. Chaos ensues, uh, MPs go flying, they died at the hands of multiple Pokemon and bullets, and um, we are basically rescued we get some information from the computer uh just as we were about to rush out we uh, our watches go off and the giant power source bobble opens up to reveal a raikou um all the electric type pokemon are freed and we uh we rush out of there victorious and uh flee the scene on pelippers and i missed a bunch of little details but that's base the basic gist i think yeah, just the last thing I'll add is um, Astio, one of the one of the void leaders, was kind of the one that uh, went in and blew up the power plant effectively. That's right. Um, and that's kind of uh, where we are left off now. So as your Pelippers have kind of taken flight and uh, the scene of just the mountain kind of crumbling back on top of the power plant um, and the, the tower with that kind of blue, one of the two towers of the blue orb that, you know, we kind of thought was tied to the collars that kind of tumbles into the crevice uh, where that rickety kind of wood bridge was. Um, obviously, there's kind of like this eerie chill in the night after this like huge catastrophic event. But as you guys are making your way back towards um, the void hideout in Pallet Town, you can kind of see almost like a wave, a ripple happening in front of you of just lights just going out in major cities, like what was very lit up uh, Kanto. Um, as you know, this power plant having obviously a crucial power directive in, in Kanto is is just shutting down almost the entire, um, the entire region and you're just watching it happen um, in front of you. Uh, as uh, you guys are making your way back to Void HQ and you're kind of seeing this power ripple of uh, just energy going out in uh, cities and towns across the region, um, is there, Joe, I'm going to defer to you, is there like a uh, maybe an intuition or like, um, was like a suspicion or a way you can kind of gather 
uh, not intention, but like an intangible objects. Like I've got a gut feeling. <coughs> Is there a, like a check for that? Um, well, like when you're trying to figure out someone else's motives, that would be like insight. So I would say that's probably either insight, uh, which is, I think, a wisdom based skill. So that would make sense, like a wisdom insight check. Okay. So, um, if you all could make, uh, a, uh, wisdom, uh, wisdom based check or uh, excuse me, uh, an insight based check using the wisdom modifier. 17. Okay. 12. By the way, I am giving my fancy metal dice another chance. I put them away mid-last recording because they were rolling so cold. <laughs> uh, June got an 11. Okay. 17 is so a good start. So it is a good start. And uh, Jimmy, uh, you're the one. Um, maybe your your street skills, your street knowledge, and just kind of like your your internal gut check. You've got an incredibly incredible sinking feeling that um there's there's danger right behind you um not that you can witness with your eyes but you just think that you know there's something negative going on um like among like i'm feeling danger from like Team I, Void? like uh, uh, no no like i don't have a good feeling about this this just being you guys on your path back to uh void hq um, could you make an animal handling check, please? Which you have uh, proficiency in. I think everybody has proficiency in that. Ten. Okay. As you're holding on to the reins of the Pelipper, you can kind of feel the, the Pelipper uh, tighten up. And um, your watch illuminates, your void watch illuminates, as if um, you were doing a check on uh a new Pokemon you just caught to see its attacks and abilities and things. And it's lighting up and it's showing the Pelipper you're on, on the screen. Um, and as you review that, you see the Pelipper's, uh, uh, skills. And that's that picture I sent you all. So right now only Jimmy has available that information available. Um, and that's all because you're just getting a sinking feeling and you kind of feel that the Pelipper is also, uh, uneasy about the situation. It's almost like it's as you, its rider, and it being trained to take care of its passenger, we'll say. It's trying to reflect information back to you because something is getting ready to happen. So I'll give you just a, a moment to. But I don't see anything correct. specific. You don't yet. see anything. You just kind of are using these context clues like, wow, all of a sudden I know this Pokemon I'm on's moves. Um, it's feeling tense. Like I don't have a good feeling, uh, but there's nothing immediately around you that could tip any of that away for you. So you just have those context clues and that's where we're at. Okay. Well, I guess I keep looking around, but somewhat more frantically now that I, have a feeling something bad is going to happen. <laughs> Keeping an eye out. Okay. The, your Pelipper seems to pick up speed. Um, June and Morty, your your Pelipers, like, pick up speed just because, right? Just to try and keep up. Uh, but you're not getting that same uh, same reaction. Um, the sound of uh, the wings cutting through the air is just ab- suddenly and abruptly overwhelmed by this very loud whirring noise so loud that all of your ears begin to ring. Um, Rising up behind you uh, with just a blistering pace is a massive combat helicopter, and the spotlights on the front of the chopper 
are blinding as they just train on all three of you, and uh, the chase is on. Shit. Three helicopters? One helicopter on uh, with, with its spotlights on the three of you. Tins, your watch goes off. You're squared away. Um, but I don't think June and Morty got the same uh, information that you may have that might help them here. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give... Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to have everybody roll a um, uh, initiative roll, um, and we'll say having conversation amongst yourselves is a free action for the sake of how this shakes out. Wait, we we were rolling. Initiative. Yeah, roll initiative. But initiative. I'm just I'm just I'm just going to say talking amongst each other is not going to cost you any time within your turn. Right. Okay. I got a fourteen. 20. Dirty 20. 12. Hmm. 20, tw- 20, 13, 12, and I got a 6. So, um, tens, uh, so Jimmy, Morty, June, uh, combat helicopter. Jimmy, you're up. Again, speaking is free action. Um, okay. All right. I guess, uh, um, <laughs> what do I even say in this situation? Shit! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> um, all right, well, I hope these Pelipers can fight. Um, I took the liberty as the leader of the group to uh, check my Pokedex about these guys we're riding. Just so you guys know, we can Water Pulse, Brine, <laughs> Wing Attack, or use something called Mist... I am going to use mist. I don't know what it does, but it sounds like something which might obscure our escape. I like that. I like this. So Pelipper uses (laughs) mist. Okay. So I'm going to read mist real quick. A light mist surrounds a target, offering a protective barrier. The target is immune to negative stat effects or modifier changes for the duration, but any current effects are still in place. So you're obviously uh, kind of protected from... Wait, were you trying to miss the helicopter, though? In character? I was trying to use mist around us. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Yeah, okay, so okay. Uh, I, I just assume, since you guys don't have the description, um, so what I did for, for those of you listening at home, I screenshot a set of moves and sent it to them, so they just have the picture to go off of and don't actually have the description of what those uh, moves are. And we're using a little bit of... Uh, you know, blind faith that they won't go look up all the moves and and use you know use that as a, a giveaway to how to approach this fight. We'll, we'll, we'll keep this kind of above board as best we can. So the mist surrounds uh, your Pelipper tins as your Pelipper is again kind of just ramping up its speed. It's it's flapping its wings and it is um, still still kind of putting a good space between it and the and the copter. Morty, you're up. Uh, so Morty, like his ears kind of ringing, he's kind of looking around to see, you know, what may be the cause. And he kind of looks over his shoulder like, um, I, I, oh, I, uh, uh, uh another helicopter. Here, here we go. And <laughs> as, as he's kind of looking over his shoulder, he doesn't realize it, but he's kind of like pushing forward on like his reins or on his, the neck of his Pelipper. And his Pelipper is going to shoot down towards the ground, um, in an effort to kind of, spread away make us you know so they can't hit all of us with one attack or something they have to focus on you know me or them 
Um, so as your Pelipper's dipping down, you still, you know, you kind of have, you know, the um, Jimmy just verbally shouted to you the words uh, of what the attacks are. Um, you've got access to your watch, and you can do an attack if you'd like. Um, this evasive maneuver, um, I'll call, I'll consider a normal movement, and I'll, right. I'll have you do an action if you if you so choose. Then I will use. They're all kind of. Uh, I guess I'll use Brine because I'm probably at a distance. So I will use Brine. And I have no idea what that's supposed to look like. Um, well, salty that's, water. That's fun. It's- well, I mean, is he just like shooting a salty water like beam of water out of his That's your call. Beak? I, I'm, it's, it's, it's your call. Let's let's uh, roll it up for a, for a hit first. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> definitely not going to happen. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's a nine. <gasps> Yikes, my guy! No, um, but, but but you got to you got to, you got to uh, you you got to you get to set the uh, the look of what a brine is, what a Pelipper's brine looks like. So you're up, so yeah. Chief. Uh, like <laughs> Morty's Pelipper kind of dives towards the ground a little a uh, little bit, just to kind of distance itself from Jimmy and June, and then wheels around, and um, this stream of water just comes shooting out of Morty's uh, his Pelipper's beak falling just short of this helicopter um, you know it, as it almost reaches it it just kind of wilts off and and Morty's just you know sitting there thinking to him like it's not not the first time I couldn't keep it up the whole time oh. uh. alright <laughs> jokes cool 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 <laughs> Hey. He's old. Come on. No, no, yeah, we got it. Yeah, we get it, dude. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, okay, June, you're up. June quickly vomits in her mouth a little bit and then <laughs> peels he away. He thought that. He didn't say it. <laughs> she peels away from the group and she uh, she uh, boop, 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 calls in Geneva. Uh, Geneva answers and goes, we already got a bit of a crunch here. What's going on? We got a chopper on our tail. Send reinforcements, and she hangs up the wall, uh, the uh, watch right away, and just peels up, just so she's aware there's something on our tail. Okay. And um, she releases Aaron. I guess while her watch is out, she also scans the Pelipper, sees what's going on there, learns the moves, and then releases Aaron and kind of tucks Aaron tight uh, to her chest. What is Aaron's weight? 100, <laughs> 125 pounds or something, I think. Like half of June, so like probably June plus Aaron half is half of June. June weighs two hundred and no, no, I'm sorry, <laughs> no, no, about the same as June. So I would say I don't know, like two of June is probably t- June and Aaron probably a little bit more than Morty. I would think the Pelipper could. I don't know. Has the Pelipper ever taken two people at once before? Um, I mean, I I'm gonna you when you release Aaron, I'm gonna give you an animal uh, animal handling check okay. on the Pelipper. All right, I'll do that. Uh, I get plus five. <laughs> That's a 13. Okay. So Pelipper is immediately not ground to a halt, but like slows down and the extra weight is kind of throwing it off. So now it's like, it's like dipping and then like trying to readjust the strength it needs to carry this sudden added weight of Aaron. So you're okay. kind of bobbing up and down and uh, it's kind of putting you and Aaron off kilter a little bit as the Pelipper is fighting to stay in the air. 
Okay. Um, so it's just sudden weight change. That makes sense. All right. So uh, she grips the reins, tries to, tries to kind of stabilize. Whoa, whoa there, whoa, whoa there. And uh, she ta- yells to her Aaron as as she kind of tries to turn the Pelipper towards the chopper. Um, how far away are we? Uh, we'll say the Pelipper is uh, 40 feet behind you. Or, no, excuse me, not the Pelipper, the, the copter. 40 feet behind me. Okay, perfect. Uh, and, but, but... Mud slap it. Cover that window. And Aaron is going to try to conjure up some mud to kind of slap into the the main viewing window of the chopper. And is uh, mud slap a ground attack? Yes. Uh, Roll with disadvantage on it. Disadvantage? Since you're in the sky and attacking a helicopter. Okay. uh, That's a 22 and a 21. Okay. So... Uh, tell me, tell me what it looks like, and um, I, I, I know there's something I have to roll here, right? For mud. You don't have to roll anything. Um, it's gonna do three ground damage to okay. the chopper, so not much damage. Uh, but so Aaron conjures up a, just a slob of mud, like an orb of mud that cr- that's created uh, just in front of his face, and some of the dirt's kind of blowing away in the wind. But then he fires it, and it just. Right all over the uh, the main window of the helicopter, obscuring some of the pilot's vision, and the helicopter adds uh, minus one to all attack rolls for the rest of the encounter. Okay, um, so uh, over over to the helicopter, you just hear this voice come over uh, the kind of like a, an intercom of some sort. Help! Help! Land now, or we'll be forced. To take you down. And you just hear as this uh, kind of Gatling gun drops from the belly of the helicopter and just uh, um, uh, missiles kind of come down from the, or just kind of roll out of the sides of the helicopter. This is your last warning. Halt. And Jimmy, you're up. So where am I relative to... June is still kind of tracking with me, or am I the only one out in front of the helicopter now? So you're you're out in you're out in front, like clearly out in front, uh, with kind of the mist kind of trailing behind you. June has fallen back because of the weight of Aaron and the Pelipper trying to stay up has slowed them down quite a bit, uh, and then Morty is kind of I guess in front but down. Uh, you know, however many feet you want to say, Morty, if you want to be like 20 feet lower, 30 feet lower, I mean, I'll let that be your call. Um, oh, just like 20 feet. Okay, yeah. so 20 feet lower. So kind of you got to picture everything in kind of like this 3D space now. So I want to, um, how much of my, I don't know if Pelipper's speed, how much of my, let me ask you this. Can I use part of my movement to go to June and to enshroud her in my mist? And also, like, save movement so that when it's her turn, we can, like, evade together. Does that make sense? Or would I have to use all of my movement to go to her? I'm going to say all of your movement because um, her Pelipper is currently flying incredibly erratically because of the extra weight that it's trying to deal with. Because it is literally, like, bobbing up and down. Like, picture a bird flapping its wings and then like dipping back down and like feverishly flapping its wings again to try and like maintain elevation. Um, 
If that wasn't the case, I think I'd be more comfortable letting you uh, kind of split it up. But since that's the situation that June, her Pelipper, and Aaron are in, uh, that it's going to cost you your whole move to kind of get them get them in that mist. So the 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 gun is on the bottom of the helicopter. There's kind of like a Gatling gun on that plopped out of the uh, belly of the helicopter, and then like a missile that kind of rolled out of compartments on each side of the helicopter. Jimmy is going to take the Pelipper above the helicopter <laughs> to the extent that's possible, uh, and uh, let's let's shoot a brine at the um, like the rotor assembly. Okay, love it. So how how far excuse me how far above the helicopter are you going? Um, let's say like twenty feet above the helicopter and slightly off to the side, so that like if it goes straight up, it's not gonna like weed whacker me. So like <laughs> above, not directly above, okay. but like just just off to the side, twenty feet above the helicopter. Okay, that sounds good to me. Natural 20. Damn. Okay. Um, so I'm going to, since you're using brine and that's like the, the saltwater-based attack, right? I'm going to yes. give you an option here. You can either double, you know, do the normal natural 20, or I'm going to allow you to, uh, similar to kind of what we did in Star Wars, like impose an advantage. I'm going to, you gather you get to pe- choose more damage or impose an advantage of some sort and think in my mind I'm thinking like mechanically salt yeah. water type so I'll do the uh, 5d4 I'll just do the regular 5d4 plus 6 damage and impose an advantage okay nice 19 damage on the brine um, and let's just say because I believe brine is both salty and scalding hot or no no I'm thinking of a different there's a different Pokemon move that's hot. Yeah. It's called, like, Scald. Isn't it called Scald? Scald. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Never mind. I was mixing them up. Uh, but it is salty. It's a, it's a super hard blast. The Pelipper basically, you know, completely zeroes in, um, hits the mechanics of the rotor right where they're spinning there. Uh, the salt is really bad for the metal, so this helicopter's going down eventually because that corrosion <laughs> is definitely going to set in. But acutely at the current moment. Um, it also, I'm just going to say it starts, it gets like, say like a couple bolts turn loose and fall out and the rotor starts like waggling kind of back and forth. Like it's not completely straight. So the helicopter uh, is having trouble controlling its uh, altitude and heading accurately okay. because of that hit. No, love it. So as these bolts are kind of knocked off from the uh, uh, center of the, the propeller, right? That's where you're aiming for? Yeah. And those bolts kind of f- fall off. Um, we'll say that on the next... Uh, next, Actually, you know what? Roll a d4 for me, Tins. One. Okay. For the next turn, um, the helicopter is going to attack at disadvantage. And minus one. Nice. Yeah. Um, and that minus one obviously will carry all the way through. Um, but they'll roll for one turn at disadvantage. Um, and also, uh, since you have the mist, the brine, um, and just the angle and what they're fighting, uh, they won't be able to target you, uh, Jimmy, just because of the position and the kind of all those accumulating effects. 
Uh, I believe that brings us to Morty, who is uh, kind of near the bottom of the helicopter, now seeing it kind of jostle, jostle around and giving the, the two in there a little bit more of a bumpy ride. So I, we can see that there's only two people in there? Yep. Okay. Um, seeing uh, Jimmy kind of move above the, the helicopter... Um, Morty's going to kind of pull up on his reins to try and get his Pelipper in closer proximity to the, the helicopter to try and make it so the missiles are kind of not usable. Okay. And then uh, reach down into his pocket and release Ghastly. Rick Ghastly making a comeback. Okay. Um, and then try and direct get Rick Ghastly to kind of float or move up to in front of the helicopter so that I can use, uh, what's it called? Hypnosis. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm going to throw just a little wrench in your plan, uh, to kind of okay. keep things storyline accurate. The front of the windshield is covered in mud. So if you send him yeah, right, but like he can go, he can go like through the window, right though. Like, does it? Can he? We, we said se- semi-permeable objects, so like mm. fences and stuff like that. Because otherwise, you'd be able to send them through anything. Um, I should be able to. I mean, okay. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. You're right. Just do do whatever you want. Okay. Cool. Let me know See how it goes. See you later. <laughs> we win. Um, <laughs> game over. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're. Uh, so I mean, if you want to do, hip- but there's two people. There's two people flying, right? Yeah, and I'm just saying because of how the mud slap played out, you'll have to send Ghastly to like a side and look through a side window or something like that. Still do what I said. Move, uh, move my Pelipper closer to the helicopter. Release Rick Ghastly, and then uh, I'm going to use wing attack just because meleeing a helicopter <laughs> with a Pelipper sounds hilarious. Okay, roll it up. <laughs> All right, I've turned into uh, Jimmy from last episode. I've got a four. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not going to cut it. Uh, so Pelipper, bizarrely, um, I guess wings. Uh, what does that look like? I don't. Uh, so <laughs> so I was picturing the melee attack, uh, wing attack, you know, from a Pelipper being like the whirly bird. You know, and Pelipper just starts trying to, you know, spinning really fast and then, you know, kind of trying to ricochet into the helicopter. And uh, he just gets kind of dizzy and flies off in a direct, in a, you know, an opposite direction from the helicopter. Uh, fair enough. An unsuccessful <laughs> wing attack has been called. Uh, June, you're up. Uh, okay, I have a question. Is this one of the helicopters that has, like, uh, like an opening is it fully enclosed on all sides like this is armored or is there like an opening you know where guys like sit outside of the helicopter yeah no it's completely enclosed completely it's a like two-person like combat helicopter all right all right apache so there's no way to see it not like i'm dropping off troops in vietnam like a rice paddy in vietnam okay (laughs) so there's no there's no open windows or anything uh all right so um june's gonna make an open window she, I assume there's windows on the side. It's not just the front windshield. There's like like viewing ports. We'll okay. say the size of a viewing port, unlike a uh, 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 airplane that we, like uh, we would be familiar with in real yeah. world, just like that, that big. That's good enough. Um, so as she's peeling off, I'm gonna make another animal handling check to try to secure 
this Pelipper first. That's a 16. That'll do it. Okay. So she gets hold of Pelipper, kind of t- tightens on the reins, um, still with Aaron secure, and she yells to Bud, Bud, do you trust me? And he looks up, and he's looking really confused, but with the loyalty, high loyalty to June, she he nods uh, his head, and with control of the Pelipper, she kind of slaps on the reins, and the Pelipper opens its wings out like this to uh, halt itself from moving forward and actually fly backwards just along the side, the let's say the right side of the helicopter. Okay. So it's stopping in midair and flying backwards as the helicopter passes it. And then she thrusts Aaron out to the side, this huge steel Pokemon trying to hold on as, as tight as she can uh, to scrape along the side of the helicopter. Just this massive steel body scraping along the side, uh, taking out the window. She's going to try to take out the window. Okay, what portion of Aaron are you putting against the... His his head. His steel-tipped head. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and it's got many be using metal claw as a... just mechanically. Okay. Alright, so it's a steel move, so no disadvantage. Not a ground, it's a steel type. Yeah. And that'll be 17. Uh, 17 is good. Nice. However, I also want you to add on a, a D4, and that's going to be damage inflicted back on Aaron. Okay. So the damage to the helicopter, and I want to try to take out that window to leave just an opening space. Okay. Uh, that's max. So 11. Okay. Steel damage, and Aaron's going to take three. Okay. So the one viewing port, you kind of get a hold of one of them. Um, there's, We'll say there's three in a row, whatever. The, mm-hmm. the very first one that Aaron comes across <laughs> is kind of why he kind of gets dealt some damage, uh, but also you manage to kind of like see the, the cracks start happening in the window, and as you kind of finish dragging Aaron along the side of the helicopter... You see up front, it just goes, and it bursts out, and the uh, shards of thick plexiglass just fly into the night behind the helicopter. Sick. How big is the window? Like, how wide? I just picture an airplane window that, you know. All right. Sweet. Um, So that brings it up to the helicopter's turn, Um, and I'm going to have them kind of do a a mock animal handling type check here. Okay. All right. So this helicopter, uh, they try and uh, I I rolled a natural one on that. So as they're trying to rein (laughs) in the helicopter, it starts teetering even more. It's like they made an adjustment, but kind of in the wrong direction almost. So as the the helicopter begins to teeter more and it starts to dip uh, and you just kind of hear metal twist, um, and two more bolts fly out of the propeller and tins. Uh, roll uh, another uh, D4, please. Fuck. A one, again. Okay. <laughs> so they'll have disadvantage on their rolls next turn. And at this time, it's almost laughable, but they come back over the mic like, halt, this is your last warning. Halt. <laughs> I swear this Please, time. Please, just halt. Stop. Stop. And <laughs> Jimmy, you're up. Um, so there is 
now all the glass is broken. Like I can, like they're completely exposed to the elements. There is one airplane-sized like window that you would recognize, right? Like this big. One of those on the right side has been blown open. Into the cockpit or into like the middle of the helicopter? Into like the middle of the helicopter. Okay. So I can't like blast through that hole and. You can't fit unless. No, 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 <laughs> you're no, no, the no, no, no. Like, of, like I can't like Tinkerbell. shoot water through the hole and get like the control panel wet. I mean. Ooh, I mean, uh, with a, with a, uh, with uh, a very severe angle, you might be able to. You know what I mean? I'm gonna stay above the helicopter and keep squirting salt water at the. Uh, actually, first I'm gonna squirt salt water at the rotor again. That is a oh shit! We've got plus eight to hit. Ten. <laughs> Cool. Don't hit. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, well, so I am going to use my movement to... I want to try to further... Confu- how, what's the radius of my mist? It's, te- it's It technically says around the individual. So I'm kind of giving you a little free play here within reason. So like use a little bit of common sense, but I'll, I'll let you lay it out the way you want. I'll stop well, you if I it's wanna- too egregious. How's that? I, well, what I want to do is get a little closer to the helicopter and try to get them in the mist so that they can't see where they're going. Um, but it sounds like is is the field around me too small for that to be practicable unless I'm like sitting in the cockpit, basically. Um, I mean, you'd have to be very close. You'd have to be within a couple feet of the helicopter. Um, and you'd probably, it, it, kind of my gut says, you'd only be able to really obscure if you'd move that one of the two people in the helicopter. I'm not going to do that then. I will hold position above the helicopter. Okay. Um, Morty. Morty's going to try and uh, maneuver up by the cockpit where there's this uh, big gash and try and yell into the closest pilot. I, I, um... You, uh, you there, come with me if you want to live. Um, do you, is this a deception or like, what are you, what are you trying no, to do? I'm, I'm, I've got, Morty's got his, his hand out. He's trying to get this guy to jump out of the helicopter, right? Last action hero style, you know, whatever, grab his arm. And so he can help him on his pelver. Well, give me a persuasion check. That's not good. It's a seven. Um, make a dexterity <laughs> check. One? Oh boy. Um, as you're yelling into the cockpit, the uh, from from that open window, right? From the, the windows. Yeah. Okay. The the pilot kind of caddy corner to the window just kind of pulls out of his holster a pistol and just starts firing over his shoulder <laughs> at the window. It worked. Uh, Morty, take six as a shot r- rips through the top of your shoulder. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's worked out. You're this is effective. So you moved. Uh, I said speaking was a free action. So do you want to do you want to do something? Yeah. Yeah. Morty, um, having just kind of taken this bullet to the shoulder, Morty is kind of uh, he is in shock. He's going to use mist, uh, his Pelipper's mist ability as well. Okay. <laughs> June, you're up. 
Okay, uh, June is kind of off to the side now after scraping across the side of the helicopter. Um, she's going to catch up. She's going to take her her pelipper and kind of fly up forward, try to get as close to that window as possible, as close as possible. And then she sucks Aaron into his Pokeball and thrusts her Pokeball to the side to try to release Aaron inside the cockpit. Okay, so first give me animal handling. Okay. Uh, that's a thirteen. Um, you're you're fighting Pelipper along the way. Um, you're gonna have to do be, just Pelipper with the added weight and trying to go to a very tight spot uh, with the added weight of Aaron. Will um, you'll have to do an acrobatics check to kind of be able to control the Pelipper, get Aaron back in the Pokeball, put your arm through the or near the hole to release Aaron into the cockpit. Uh, we'll say DC uh, 16. I don't know if I want to do this anymore, but I'm going to do it. What are you trying to do? I'm releasing Aaron from his Pokeball so that the beam goes through the window. So Aaron is inside with the two guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just want to point out, you two are the murder hobos Joe <laughs> warned us about last campaign. <laughs> Okay, I'm just pointing no, it out. You I'm, two I'm are the murder hobos. We're being attacked. June- Technically, they haven't attacked yet. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> June just wants to stay up close so that she can kind of suck Aaron in at any point after he's disabled the helicopter from the inside. All right, so 16. I have plus four acrobatics. Here we go. That's a 14. Not good enough. Um. So... Not uh, that's close enough that you're like you're not going to suffer any negative uh, implications, um, but your Pelipper is still going up and down. It's as if returning Aaron and throwing the weight distribution off again has kind of thrown the Pelipper for a spin. It kind of shoots up because the weight like it was flapping a lot harder than it needed to for just you. And as you release okay. Aaron, it kind of flies up and it just is just able to peel out of the way of the the blades of the helicopter. Um, so now you're kind of above and off to the side of the helicopter. Cool. Um, helicopter's turn, and they have disadvantage on all their rolls here, so we'll do um, uh, another... Minus one. Uh, and, uh, yeah, well, on attacks, right? Or is it on all rolls? Oh, yeah, on attacks. Okay, Okay. so that's a four. So this <laughs> helicopter is still just kind of wavering out of control, and hopelessly, hopelessly... Uh, one of the one of the guys in the cockpit just says fuck it and just starts opening fire with the Gatling gun on the belly and there's no nobody there <laughs> you guys are all <laughs> but you just kind of hear the the Gatling gun heat up and and it's just firing kind of back down uh, like into the uh, the the streets of the town you're you're passing over <laughs> as uh, as it becomes Jimmy's turn. So hold on. So Aaron is in the helicopter no, now. No, no, not no. He's still in the Pokeball. June didn't get there. Oh, he didn't. She didn't get there. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so everything is basically the same. He's still above it. Uh, June is now up above it with you. Right. Well, I think shooting the rotor with water seems to be working quite well. So I'm going to keep doing it. Keep doing it. The helicopter hasn't had a chance to do anything to us in ages. That is a 17. That'll hit. 17 hits. So, 5d4 plus 6. And again, I'm shooting at, like, 
the point where the like the middle part of the rotor where the propeller is spinning. Five d four is plus six is eighteen. Just uh, it's because of just how the helicopter's moving. Um, your strike wasn't as true as your uh, as your previous ones. Um, so you just kind of wearing like denting the top of the helicopter as you just barely missed that rotor part but still doing some considerable damage to just the integrity of the shell of the helicopter and Morty you're up Uh, Morty having been shot um, is now highly highly upset (laughs) (laughs) he was trying to save these guys but now that, that, that is no longer an option. Um, <laughs> Peace was never an option. <laughs> Peace was an option. <laughs> Morty, I'm, so Morty's going to maneuver himself back up kind of, you know, near the, the opening. Um, He's going to kind of yell in there. Uh, you, you guys... I gave you a, you a chance. Now you can go and suck some toes. And he's going to use water pulse, his, his Pelipper's water pulse, into the opening. Okay. Give me an uh, animal handling check. 14. Yeah, that'll ride. Um, yeah. Roll, roll for uh, the attack on water pulse. And the, so tell me, do you want the water pulse just to go somewhere inside, which will have a, which will, which will have a different AC than like if you're trying to directly attack one of the pilots. I just wanted to go through the opening. I don't care if it hits one of them, both of them mechanics. I just wanted to cool further discombobulate them. Okay. So rolled or just rolled a hit. 18. It's pretty good. Um, so... Uh, most of your damage is um, uh, like we'll say half damage on an individual uh, will be on actually the helicopter and half of it will be on the person so go and roll that up and what you're using water pulse yes okay it's gonna be 16 total damage okay nice. so uh, the this water pulse um, the first like jet stream of it, hits uh, one of the, the helicopter pilots in the back of the head and he is completely discombobulated, kind of slumps in his chair and the uh, other we'll say uh, half of the water pulse um, rips through just uh, the internal, like there's a control panel over that pilot's like left shoulder so we'll say it kind of like eviscerates part of that control panel and part of it hits him and he just kind of sinks over and is uh, discombobulated um, for eight damage to the helicopter and eight to, we'll say, pilot one. Um, and it is the helicopter stern who does not have June. June's. Oh, up. I'm sorry, June. Go ahead. Um, what's the helicopter look like damage wise? Does it look bloodied? <laughs> does it look greasy, oily? Is it leaking? The the integrity of the helicopter itself. Um. Like, if it were landed, it wouldn't look so bad, but you know all of these different things that are happening, uh, which give you a little bit... I, I don't. I can't tell you that the how damaged the helicopter is, but I'm trying to... You got to use the context clues of, there's a pilot that's slumped over now. The, right. the, the um, your propellers are on their last leg. Uh, there's a window there's blown covering. open. <laughs> oh, I was only asking, because Brian does double damage if... 
it's at less than half of its total HP. But if I can't know that yet, then I don't need to know that. That's fine. Uh, June wouldn't know that anyway, so. You, I mean, you can brine and find out. Okay, that's true. June is up by Jimmy now. Um, she just can't seem to get a hold of this Belloper with the constant weight change. She doesn't want to release Aaron again <laughs> to, to go through this shit all over again. So she's going to stabilize the weight on the Pelipper and uh, look to Jimmy, who's kind of firing blasts into this, uh, the top propeller. It looks like it's working. So she's going to pivot and turn the Pelipper and she's going to, she is going to fire a brine down just at the top, top blades. Continue the assault from the top. See what happens. Let's do uh, plus eight. Uh, That is a unnatural 20, 12 plus eight. Yeah, that's definitely going to hit. All right, so five, that's two plus three, that's five. 14, 15 plus six is 21. 21 water damage. <clears throat> um, this Pelipper kind of, it, it's a throat pouch just fills up and it fires this incredibly laser focused um, brine attack onto the propeller blades. And there's just something about this that is just more intense than anything else your Pelipper has done. And this jet stream cuts straight through the, the core of the the, uh, the rotor, I guess, of the propeller, and partially into the side of the helicopter as it kind of like just kind of buzzsaws through it. And this helicopter, as the propellers snap off, the 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 um the pilots, the, the one pilot still up is shaking the other one, and he is just pounding his other fist onto the control panel as the two missiles just just fire into the night. The Gatling gun is revved back up for a couple shots as this thing slowly like creaks and starts plummeting back towards Earth. And you guys are out of initiative and out of Sick. combat. Um, Hell yeah. Really glad that Aaron wasn't in there. <laughs> um, every every plane wants to be a glider. Every helicopter wants to be a brick. Hello, everybody. This is Joe, your June. Thanks for listening to episode 12. Just a couple things here at the mid-roll. First of all, uh, we introduced a bunch of Pokemon in the last episode, last two episodes um, in the power plant. And Kirk put together, for those of you that may not be familiar, as familiar with Pokemon, um, or those of you just will just want to kind of get more in-depth, um, at the end of this episode, Kirk is going to read off the Pokedex entries for all of the Pokemon that we may have seen and that our watches kind of registered as that battle went on and as they were released from the um those bobbles and as team void came in we saw a lot of new stuff so uh if you stick around after the the outro um listen to all those pokedex entries you'll figure out what we are adding to our pokedex um secondly i want to give a special shout out to all of our patrons all of uh, the patreon subscribers that donate at least a dollar a month to our show 
Um, these financially support the show so we can do some great things. And uh, there's three tiers. They have a dollar tier, a $5 tier, and a $10 tier. And at the $10 tier, these people get access to video recordings of each of our episodes. Um, they get their names shouted out here. And we're also going to start something new where we're going to be giving away Redbubble um uh, gift certificates because we have some merchandise on on the Redbubble site that you can buy. So we'll be doing like a monthly drawing to give away a ticket to uh, have forty dollars towards forty or fifty dollars towards Redbubble to buy some merchandise. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to start that next month. Um, and I also want to read out those names. So those ten dollar patrons, thank you so much, you master trainers, Andre K, Jello Crew, Tarkin Davis, Darth Nate. No Comus, Holly Roxana, Rockin' R's Woodshop, Strive for Honor, Max Bender, Barth Vader, Peter Summerlin, Ben Fisher, Nestor Neal, Nasty Neal, Joshua Harris, Takieria Mercado, um, <laughs> Cubicle Pirate, John Dwyer, Dana Story, Eilis the Friar, Craig Spaulding, Joseph Vidimos, Mark Albright, Anthony Cole, Caitlin Harvey, Lorne Rouse, James Wallingford, Garrett Johnson, Joey Balboa, Fumbles O'Brien, Spoopy Fondue, 8-Bit Wizard, Sam J. O. Melton, Jason Cumberland, Team Finch, Charles Hollow, Chris Nelson, Adam Hoffling, Mark Deacon, Matthew Watson, Raver E. Alice, Brandon Galbraith, Super Average Jason, Brendan Endicott, Drant. Grant Trickle, Liquor Locker. And that's it. So thank you all so, so much. Thank you to all our patrons, but especially you master trainers. Uh, we appreciate you. We love you. And we hope everyone is enjoying the show. We'll get back to the action. See you later. You, you, all of a sudden you hear a, uh, uh, a, a familiar voice, a familiar voice, and you see that it's the Team Void aerialist that had uh, obviously <coughs> brought your pelipers as uh, she is roaring by, and she just yells, we need to hurry! We don't know how long the Canto Post will hold up! They're on to us! And she just, she is just, flares past your pelipers. Um, she also on a peliper? Uh, you, she was all, so all, cool. all you caught is the voice. You, you're not, you're not quite sure. The watches weren't trained. She just rolls by you, but your Pelipers, um, almost with uh, a, a stronger sense of purpose than their duty to you, give chase. Got it, Dick. Um, I, I sit on my Peliper as that happens. I recommend <laughs> holding on tight. <laughs> uh, so. Tins is gingerly side saddling his Pelipper. <laughs> uh, as you guys screech through and you kind of make uh, make your way over what were Metropolis is teeming with life, which are now very cryptic with no lights on at all. You, uh, you're the the familiar run ta- rundown laboratory comes into view, and Pallet Town is just teeming with life. There is more void members than you have ever seen and they are scurrying in all different kinds of directions on pokemon they're loading stuff into vehicles um and you truly just get a sense of urgency as your pelipers kind of bank down and land in front of the the lab you just see geneva running running down the stairs and pass you and she just yells get your shit and move meet me back out front 
and she goes by um, and, and, you know, busies herself, uh, you know, with preparations to leave. So um, you guys get this opportunity. Like I said, you can go back into the lab. Um, you guys have all your belongings with you, uh, you know, unless you're, there's something more symbolic that you need to pick up. I assume like Morty has the journal on him at all times. Yeah. Uh, Always. Um, like I said, the uh, Black Void Market is open and the Null and Void is open. Um, Inkwell's closed. Gambling Corner's closed. Um, you guys have access to your quarters if you want them. Um, but this is kind of your opportunity to kind of do a, a, a run through those two spots if you want before meeting uh, Geneva back out front. And Geneva, there's a sense of urgency, like everybody's bailing and leaving the place, right? There is no doubt about that. That is exactly what's happening. Yeah. Well, June, I don't think June would stop anywhere except for her room to grab what little things she has. And maybe she rushes back out and yells to Ricketts for a shot and shoots it and leaves. And that's it. (laughs) Okay. So, um, yeah, we can handle this kind of one one uh, one at a time. Um, so June, we'll say you're you're going in, whatever. Grab your stuff, run by the null and void. Rick is just kind of, uh, and he like slides a, a shot of brown across the across the bar to you. And the primate like hops up on the bar, and it is just like the the primate is just in in rage, just like punching the walls and shit. It is just <laughs> lo- lo- tug the primate is just losing his mind. Um, Ricketts says, you watch out for those other two losers you're always around as you skirt <laughs> back out the door, hit the elevator, yep. and make your way back out front. Uh, Morty, we'll go to you next. Uh, as Geneva kind of like, you know, yells at us to get all our crap and kind of meet her back over there, she does the the uh, kind of the John Travolta thing, you know, where she, she's already, he's already got all his stuff. He's just kind of standing there like, what you, I've already got him. I already got all my stuff. What are you, what are you talking about? Uh, so Geneva doesn't hear that, so you're just kind of like doing the Travolta thing, but like right. to no one. Um, <laughs> yes. And Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, what are you doing? Uh, Jimmy it has an extremely finely tuned sense for when the police are on their way, <laughs> and he is very quickly grabbing his essentials and heading straight out the exit with everyone else. So we'll say, uh, uh, Jimmy, you're probably out first since June swung by uh, the uh, null and void for that shot. So, like, uh, you know, about five minutes worth of uh, Morty Travolting out front. Jimmy is running down. (laughs) And then June shortly behind. And the last two people coming out are... uh, Gertie with her meowth, which is just kind of like sitting Indian style on top of her head as she like holds the railing and bustles down. And then behind her is just a tuft of like cartoonish dirt with just arms <laughs> flying out as uh, <laughs> as uh, Ricketts and Tug are fighting their way down the stairs and having to leave the null and void. Uh, Geneva notices that you all have congregated back over and she she runs back uh, back over to you guys. Grunts, we've got a fucking problem. Military backed by Avarice's defense arm is headed here right now. We need to get the three out of you, three of you out of here. Since you're the only ones that have seen the power plant for what it is, gotten intel on how it came to be, and laid eyes on the pa- and laid eyes on the power source, I'm splitting you all up to give us the best chance that one of you makes it out of here alive. June, you're with Amelia. 
Um, and that's the Void Aerialist for the first time. She kind of gives you the salute. And... Uh, <laughs> And and nice. she kind of grabs you uh, by by your by your shoulder and and uh, presents to you uh, a Pelipper, but one that is a, a little bit more stout than uh, than the ones <laughs> you guys were given uh, to leave. Uh, Geneva turns to you, Morty. Uh, she goes, Mortimer, you're with Guy. And as if an action movie pulls up, Guy Lyle whips up next to Mortimer on a, a, a badass looking motorcycle with a rinky dink sidecar. Sidecar, nice. <laughs> and he just tosses you a helmet and goes, strap in, old man, and always wear a helmet. <laughs> uh, and she turns to you, Jimmy, and says, Jimmy, you're with Momochi. A tall, slender man, all dressed in black athletic clothes, just seems to kind of materialize out of nowhere. And he just puts his hand on your shoulder and says, ready? Yep, let's go. Breaking up any further conversation is a uh, familiar sound. The helicopters. Five combat choppers rise from the horizon. Pushing through your newly formed group to make their way to Geneva is a void member that you don't recognize visually, but feels familiar. A man with a thick brown mustache, close-cropped brown hair that seems to just have a touch of party in the back, and an open denim jacket with a fluffy white collar reveals a massive void V tattoo on his chest. Black jeans and boots complete the outfit as he stands next to Geneva, keeping his gaze on the ever-approaching helicopters. He wanted you to have, have this, the next one to have this. He's been raising and training it religiously. It's everything he was. I mean, is. It's up to you and me to get our people out of here safely. So what do you say? Are you up to it? Astio. The man holds out a void Pokeball, then turns his gaze to Geneva. It's up to us now, for them, for Void. And gritting her teeth, she grabs the, the void ball that was in the man's hand. Let's go. The pair begin walking in step towards the oncoming foes. As you all peel in different directions to leave Pallet Town, you hear a rumbling roar, the silhouette of our gar a gargantuan turtle with what looks like a tree on its back begins to mobilize towards the upcoming battle. Hell fucking yeah, Torterra. <laughs> Dex Entries Recap. Elekid. Elekid stores electricity in its body. If it touches metal and accidentally discharges all its built-up electricity, this Pokemon begins swinging its arms in circles to recharge itself. Pikachu. Whenever Pikachu comes across something new, it blasts it with a jolt of electricity. If you come across a blackened berry, it's evidence that this Pokemon mistook the intensity of its charge. Raichu. If the electrical sacks become excessively charged, Raichu plants its tail on the ground and discharges. Scorched patches of ground will be found near this Pokemon's nest. Magnemite. Magnemite attaches itself to power lines to feed on electricity. If your house has a power outage, Check your circuit breakers. You may find a large number of this Pokemon clinging to your breaker box. Magneton. 
Magneton emits a powerful magnetic force that is fatal to mechanical devices. As a result, large cities sound sirens to warn citizens of large-scale outbreaks of this Pokemon. Voltorb. Voltorb rolls to move. If the ground is uneven, a sudden jolt from hitting a bump can cause it to explode. Electrode. Electrode eats electricity in the atmosphere. On days when lightning strikes, you can see this Pokemon exploding all over the place from eating too much electricity. Pichu. Pichu charges itself with electricity more easily on days with thunderclouds or when the air is very dry. You can hear the crackling of static electricity coming off this Pokemon. Mareep. Mareep's fluffy coat of wool rubs together and builds a static charge. The more static electricity is charged, the more brightly the light bulb at the tip of its tail glows. Flaffy. Flaffy's wool quality changes so that it can generate a high amount of static electricity with a small amount of wool. The bare and slick parts of its hide are shielded against this electricity. Electrike. Electrike stores electricity in its long body hair. This Pokemon stimulates its leg muscles with electric charges. These jolts of power give its legs explosive acceleration performance. Manectric. Manectric is constantly discharging electricity from its mane. The sparks sometimes ignite forest fires. When it enters battle, this Pokemon creates thunderclouds. Plessel. Plessel always acts as a cheerleader for its partners. Whenever a teammate puts out a good effort in battle, this Pokemon shorts out its body to create the crackling noises of sparks to show its joy. Minun. Minun is more concerned about cheering on its partners than its own safety. It shorts out the electricity in its body to create brilliant showers of sparks to cheer on its teammates. Shanks. The extension and contraction of its muscles generate electricity. It glows when in trouble. Luxio. Its claws lose electricity with enough amperage to cause fainting. They live in small groups. Pachirisu. It makes fur balls that crackle with static electricity. It stores them with berries in tree holes. Zebstrika. When this ill-tempered Pokemon runs wild, it shoots lightning from its mane in all directions. Emolga. They live on treetops and glide using the inside of a cape-like membrane while discharging electricity. Joltik. Since it can't generate its own electricity, it sticks on large-bodied Pokemon and absorbs static electricity. Tangrowth. It ensnares prey by extending arms made of vines. Losing arms to predators does not trouble it. Hypno. Hypno holds a pendulum in its hand. The arcing movement and glitter of the pendulum lull the foe into a deep state of hypnosis. While this Pokemon searches for prey, it polishes the pendulum. Drillbur. It makes its way swiftly through soil by putting both claws together and rotating at a high speed. Excadrill. It can help in tunnel construction. Its drill has evolved into steel strong enough to bore through iron plates. Diglett. Diglett are raised in most farms. The reason is simple. Wherever this Pokemon burrows, the soil is left perfectly tilled for planting crops. This soil is made ideal for growing delicious vegetables. 
Doug Trio. Doug Trio are actually triplets that emerged from one body. As a result, each triplet thinks exactly like the other two triplets. They work cooperatively to burrow endlessly. Crucodile. Very violent Pokemon. They try to clamp down on anything that moves in front of their eyes. Searching. Searching. No data found.